स्मार्टकास्ट यूर लिसनिंग टू अंदुस्तान टाइम्स प्रोडक्शन ब्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट हेलो एंड वेलकम टू दच टी ब्रांच पॉडकास्ट द वीकली कंपेनियन टू योर प्रिंटेड कॉपी ऑफ एच टी ब्रांच वेर आई योर होस्ट करिश्मा कुंजैन फ्रॉम टीम ब्रांच गिव यू अ बिहाइंड द सीन्स ऑफ वॉट यूल बी रीडिंग ऑन संडे There'll be interviews with the biggest Bollywood celebrities talking about things that matter to them. You'll also get to know a little more about the columns by Veer Sangvi and Seema Goswami from the columnists themselves. Why should you listen to it? Well, it's one of India's top Sunday magazines. It has the best editors, columnists, and opinion leaders bringing you what's happening around town. Listen on for an additional dose of brunch. This series is available on hdsmartcast.com India's fastest growing podcast producing platform Hi guys how's it going Meet last week's HD brunch cover star Arman Jain the entrepreneur who's launching Kitchen Tales an all vegetarian kitchen that aims at supplying fancy but wholesome Indian food at prices that don't cost heaven and earth But what he's also offering is a taste from the kitchen of the Kapoor family literally for Arman belongs to the first family of films being the son of Raj Kapoor's daughter and fourth child Reema and Manoj Jain and the menu has one of Arman's own creations the truffle dal bukhara listen on as he talks about foodie arguments the first family of food has their family lunches and his passion for food in conversation with me Arman welcome to the HD branch podcast and congratulations on your HD branch cover so tell us what have the reactions been like uh, to the cover how many messages calls have you gotten from family talking about food uh, you know since sunday has that happened oh yes thank you so much uh, your cover us really well so i'm very happy and and yeah i mean this there's always uh, excitement right when there's when there's a new venture uh, your family comes and supports you your friends come out there and support you they have a few uh, funny remarks to make as well so <laughs> it comes with it comes with a lot of fun yeah it, it was it was great yeah it was a great article and and well received and uh, i'm happy about it all right all right and tell us a little about your passion for food um where does it come from i mean do you have any memory of as a kid you know the first thing you tasted and you were like wow what is this <laughs> so i don't know physical memory of the kind of food i had but for, I mean, as any uh, youngster, you like your junk, you know, to begin with. You don't really understand too much in detail about food. So it's, it's your pizzas and burgers and fries and all the common stuff that you want. And I'm a savory guy. I've always been like a, a junk food fried eater more than more than I don't know a sweet tooth. So it's it was mostly that. Also, I always had this curiosity about food growing up. Always didn't understand too much, but I was I was in the kitchen. I would eat in the kitchen. I would sit in the kitchen. Early age of four and five, uh, go to the market with my dad when I was five and six. he would uh, take us there teach us how to pick up meat and uh, i mean certain days we didn't want to go because it would smell bad but he would tempt us with packets of chips so we would go there uh, i remember cooking uh, not cooking but like uh, like observing my nani and dadi both cook in the kitchen and that's where it all started you know i spent a lot of time in the kitchen with them with my dad on holidays when we would travel cook together so that's where it all started in terms of curiosity i didn't understand too much but then as i as i grew obviously uh i started cooking myself and then taking a deeper interest and in trying multiple cuisines so what was the first thing you made first thing i made i think maggie 
బంగ్లో ఆర్గ్యుమెంట్స్ Personally, it was my family stopping me from eating more because I thought I'll explode. So that was my personal experience. But just generally, I remember uh, uh, it was always about everyone's preference. Everyone having this really uh, a passionate view on food. Uh, someone preferring something to the other. Someone saying, "No, this is not nice. This is good." So I mean, just just healthy, fun arguments. Mm-hmm. And because our family do have deep, heavy, loud voices. it was always commotion at home but but that was like for me it was the best time ever seeing guys fight over food you know and i always had a strong opinion growing up the only thing i could actually argue uh, about was food because i always had an opinion yeah uh, if it was something else okay i would keep quiet but if it was food i always had something to say even when i was a baby so so it was fun it was fun amazing all right and uh, you know tell us about your food venture and uh, you know why you think this is the right time to kind of go ahead and get into this space yeah so actually where this all started of course i mean uh, it took it took a while for me to realize that okay this is something i'm i'm so passionate about that i want to take ahead but uh, see food was always a passion so it was a hobby whether it was cooking or whether it was going to restaurants and eating and stuff it was always a hobby in this lockdown we got so much time to really reflect and think about you know other things that make you happy so uh, organically i mean I, the whole world started cooking in in, in, in this pandemic uh, people discovered their you know uh, abilities so i think i, I think i'm one of uh, one of uh, those who actually discovered that i could i could cook quite a lot although i've been cooking since i was 12 mm-hmm. i could really mm-hmm. cook comes to me naturally uh, but cooking is one thing that's 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 a passion and that, that's a hobby for me now I wanted to do always do something with the food biz. So so with the, with the cloud kitchen space growing uh also with with uh, you see India's a price sensitive market in general yeah. especially with food. I wanted to really do something for people at a larger level. I wanted to give them good quality food at at a good price. Like for example I I created this truffle dal bukhara. I have a couple of truffle things in the menu not typical truffle truffle it's more smoked truffle stuff. Mm. Just I want people to really try it. every menu out there are in affordable to the common man you know when it comes to your truffle items or certain items so our menu is is very price sensitive and uh, yeah a, a person who's passionate about food wants to just feed everyone that's the way i've been i've always wanted to feed the whole world you know so uh, yeah i mean it was an opportunity and i and i i i i, I called on this opportunity to start with uh, with veg food so i'm i'm doing this right now uh, but sky is the limit i hope to grow from here and and keep discovering learning along the way learn from my mistakes and and uh, all i can say is i'm in a happy space i'm in a comfortable space and uh, this makes me happy yeah 
That's lovely. That's perfect. And but I have to ask, what's the secret of your uh, truffle dal bukhara? I mean, there has to be something. There's no secret. Typically, a dal bukhara has a lot of butter, a lot of cream. Uh, mm. It has a subtle uh, sweetness to it. Not not a sweetness, but a tang of sweetness to it. Uh, but the thing is, see, I, I've, I've eaten a lot of good dal bukhara all around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I've ever tried a truffle dal bukhara. That was just experimental. I want to experiment with with smoke, with truffle. But if you put too much truffle into it and you infuse too much truffle, it kills the flavor of the dal and the butter and the cream. It has to really balance well. So I kind of, it mine is very different from the typical dal bukharas there because number one, the truffle and the smoke. So yeah. I kind of found this balance while experimenting. So it just worked out organically. And uh, with God's grace, people are receiving it very well. So... So I'm happy. <laughs> All right. And what other signature dishes do you uh, kind of have that are not on the menu, but uh, are popular with family and friends? See, my my, my family are very big uh, non-veg eaters. I mean, we appreciate no. our veg as well, uh, but uh, they're very big meat eaters and, and seafood eaters. So, so, I mean, I cook a lot of stuff myself. I make a lot of like, uh, which I do see a lack of, I don't see too many restaurants or, or, or kitchens here in in Mumbai making like your typical lal mas, mm. uh, your shikari jambi mas, which is from back in the day in Rajasthan, uh, uh, a good paya. Of course, you do get paya, but but uh, uh, your mutton uh, yakni pulao, yeah. um, fish curry, keema chops, all that. I make a lot of these things. Uh, but I do cook a lot of veg as well. And uh, uh, I do eventually do want to start a separate kitchen for non-veg. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have a lot of veg friends and I do realize like right now when I'm doing this veg thing, I didn't want to, uh, a lot of people ask me, why aren't you doing non-veg? Why doesn't this have any non-veg in it? I'm actually, that's, a, that's what I said at the beginning. I get slack because I'm yeah. known to have, or our family's known to have good non-veg food. Yeah. Uh, I see uh, I see a lot of uh, people who uh, find non-veg on the menus of the same kitchen, even if it's cooked separately, uh, they have the inhibition of eating there. So again, like I said, I don't want my clientele to be upset. Mm. I want them to be comfortable so yeah. this is a separate veg kitchen tomorrow god willing we grow we have a separate non-veg kitchen uh so yeah that's where i'm at yeah. all right but i'm sure you know there are some vegetables that even you don't like um uh, like you know i can't stand broccoli i just i don't know why <laughs> so are you a picky eater is there uh, something that's uh you know that you don't like i was so you know I'll, let me start here so basically like i said transitioning from the junk days to like really understanding food uh, a lot of people ask me, so when do you really uh, understand the sushis and the, 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 the you know, like, like the different kind of food growing up? It took me a while. I was one of those really fussy guys who'd be like, okay, I like my comfort cooked food, especially Indian. But then slowly with time, uh, like for example, all my friends are like, hey, try sushi. It's the in thing. It's the in thing. And I'm like, no, that just looks not too good. But it took me three years for us. So every time I had an inhibition about food or vegetables, I started loving it. So I love sushi today. I love every single vegetable. Every single mm-hmm. vegetable. It took me time. So even till today, like I was, I didn't have Bengal till two years ago and I love Bengal Bharata now, for example. Uh, so I love my veggies. Uh, broccoli. So so the only one thing, I love my broccoli, but eggs and broccoli because it was a staple part of my diet and like grilled chicken and stuff. For me, it it is not comfort. It is more like, oh my God, I'm on a diet. So for me, it's kind of like this mental block with broccoli and eggs and chicken because that was part of my routine for such a long time. Okay. But I don't mind it. It's great. If I have <laughs> like two months, great. If I eat it every day, yeah, it, it drives me crazy. But yeah. Okay. And what's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Weirdest? Mm, that's really a good one. <laughs> weirdest thing I've eaten. 
Okay, so uh, I'm I'm not really the fancy fancy guy. Uh, everyone talks very highly of caviar and stuff. So caviar wasn't weird, but caviar was like okay, you know. I mean, uh, I'm not a really big fan of like molecular food and like small bites. For me, I'm like that Punjabi eater. You know, if something small comes to me, I like it. Whether take me another one or two out of the same dish, you know. So. <laughs> It's not weird, but like I, I can't. It's not. I don't know. I mean, I can't find a weird thing, but I don't like small portions. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes. I don't like cold cuts either. I don't really oh. like cold. Cuts. Hmm. So like cold meats and stuff. I mean, I'm I'm okay in a sandwich here and there, but I'm not like really a cold cut eater. Okay, okay, all right. And would you rather go to like a a you know fancy? Not a fancy, but like a fine dining restaurant. Would you rather go to, let's say, a, a small hole in the wall that uh, somebody recommended to you maybe two years ago, and you came across it and doesn't look that great, but you've heard good stuff about it. So, you know, which would you pick? Definitely a hole in the wall. Uh, I'm uh, no for me. I appreciate all kinds of food. For me, it's not the aesthetic of the restaurant. It's not the presentation of food again. And I know mm-hmm. as, as as someone. Uh, uh who's starting off is very important to present your food well yes but for me it's purely the taste it's the yes people say the experience comes with the with the whole uh, yeah. with the whole you know decor and the restaurant and the vibe yeah i love great restaurants i love great bars i love it but for me when it comes to food purely i don't care about anything but that meal in front of me and and yeah. i and i said this before i piss my friends off when i go out for dinners i only talk to them on the drive there on the drive back because <laughs> when i'm restaurant i'm only looking and concentrating on my food so yeah i mean it's all about people recommending i discover myself i go to different places alone myself yeah. to like find good food you know uh, so from like your modern dhabas in sayan to to chicken center which is here in grand road to a lot of other places uh, i love i love discovering new places and and new places all over the world in fact and i feel the i feel the food tastes better uh, in in most of your whole in the worlds around the world so i appreciate yeah. that and i don't get a bad stomach so i'm very happy oh okay that's handy <laughs> all right and lastly uh, you know i have to ask um since you're you know in bombay and we're in india delhi versus bombay uh in terms of food which city would you pick so see i'm a i'm a mumbai you know so for me uh, i uh, <laughs> it always is the delhi bombay fight you know when it comes to food or it comes to cricket <laughs> uh, I'm a big, a big cricket buff as well, but you know, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it's hard to pick. But see, I'm a Bombay guy. I love my Bombay. But I know, like, like I know with Delhi, certain restaurants are better. Your kebabs are better. Your your dhaba chicken curries are better. A lot of hole in the walls there. Yeah, there are a lot of options. Uh, your North Indian is definitely better. But but I mean, and here in Bombay, you have a different, diverse kind of. Uh, your food is more diverse here. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's always a it's, it's always a tough fight. But being a Bombayite, I I I I stick to Mumbai. All right, all right. On that note, uh, thank you so much for your time, Armand. It was really nice talking to you, and yeah, congratulations okay. once again on the HD branch cover. The best burgers I've had during the lockdown have been homemade. I ordered in pork chorizo patties from the slice of pink, soft burger buns, put in some olives, caramelized onions, cheese, some mayonnaise and a dash of mustard and chili sauce, and my burger was ready in about 15 minutes. The flavors were spot on thanks to the well-balanced patty, but I did miss the ease of just ordering one in for a quick meal. 
Why didn't I do that? Well, because the bun always gets soggy when you order in and it just doesn't taste the same. Of course, one can order in a McDonald's and not feel the pinch as much because you haven't splurged on it, but even that doesn't taste the same. So it's a DIY for me till I feel up for eating at restaurants as I mean, as long as it comes to burgers and maybe even pizzas to an extent. But here's what HT Brunch columnist Veer Sangvi has to say about takeaway burgers. You know, burgers get a really bad rap. Most of us go to say McDonald's or one of those fast food places. The guy who makes it, you can tell, is not a chef. He gives it to you and you think, hey, there can't be so much to it, right? It's easy to do. Actually, it's not easy to do. The way the guy makes it is not his own innovation. It's a process that's been worked out and perfected over decades. But when you go to a restaurant that makes an actual burger, it's even more complicated. These are the things you consider. When you make the patty, how do you make it? Do you make it from goat, from lamb, from buffalo? If you do make it from any of those, do you put fat in it? Do you not put fat in it? If you put fat, how much fat do you put? When you make the buns, do you make a brioche bun, which is a really fancy bun? Or do you make a bun that's not so fancy but will last? Because all too often, you know the feeling, you order a great burger, you go home, you open it 20 minutes later, and it looks right from the top, but the bottom is completely soggy. So what kind of bun do you make? What sauce do you put on it? Do you put coleslaw? Do you put ketchup? Do you put mustard? Do you put mayonnaise? Does it make a difference? So I've been talking to all the guys who make some of India's best burgers, not just the fast food variety. And I've been discovering what their secrets are. And this week's Root Food is about the construction of the burger. It's not quite the construction of the Taj Mahal, but by God, it comes close. Growing up, I was more of a football fan. It started with my parents and favorite uncle who used to stay up and watch the World Cup during summer break. And then I discovered Real Madrid, developed a massive crush on Raul Gonzalez and swore my allegiance to the team. At one point, they had them all. Beckham, Zidane, Figo, Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos, and they were unbeatable, especially with goalkeeper Casillas as captain. Then came the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, Ramos and Kaka. I remember staying back in office after work to catch the 12.30am matches with the sports section complete with pre-ordered kebabs. And then at some point, I stopped following the sport as religiously. But during the lockdown, I got reacquainted with the team. This time more out of nostalgia than love for the sport, I admit. Here's what HT Brunch columnist Rehana Munir has to say about looking at a team that you once loved. I don't really count myself among those who glean life lessons from great sporting triumphs. But uh, I think this India's tour of Australia this last December and January, it's completely upended my notions of uh, what this cricket squad is all about. Uh, for long, you know, I've been a lapsed cricket fan. I have no interest in T20 cricket. I find it to be full of empty noise. Uh, I find 50 overs cricket to be very dull. And test cricket, you know, mostly it's competitions that don't interest me. But this, you know, it's what we call cognitive dissonance. Uh, it's something that you believe about something or a strongly held belief gets completely challenged by a, t- a certain turn of events. And uh, I always thought this... 
of the squad as Kohli and Shastri's brash, rowdy, you know, um, instant cricket guys. But yeah, they've they've come out with a rather characterful performance, and now I'm forced to relook at what I think about it all because it was just completely riveting, and I was transfixed to all the days of each of the tests. Um, of course, it all began with the big question around uh, Kohli's paternity leave. I don't think people would have been that interested even in paternity tests if it involved them. So somehow it became a national obsession. Of course, as luck would have it, he uh, ended up missing a very historic, momentous win. And uh, for all the hyperbole and all the kind of overstatement that goes around in sports, I I genuinely felt moved by this uh, performance. I I felt like I needed to now kind of. Uh, I liked cricket unironically after a very long time, and I was fine about it. It it was cool to be supporting these boys, and uh, I think this week's column takes off from that a very pure and happy idea of uh, following a team that you once loved and now you're suddenly forced to look at again. And I hope it resonates with your thoughts. Bye. She's versatile, has an envious range and is unarguably one of the most creative millennial vocalists in the indie scene at the moment. I'm talking about Delhi NCR-based singer-songwriter Taisha Kohli, who is currently attending a course in Berklee College of Music in Boston, but from her home, given the pandemic. And thankfully for us, this has only given her more time to experiment with her music. She's collaborated with a bunch of people, including Sone Day with Mojo Jojo. And her Instagram is the place to be if you want to listen to beautiful covers and improvisational original snippets. We got her to do a cover of Crazy by American soul duo Nas Barkley. Hope you enjoy it. Hello everyone, my name is Daisha Kohli and I will be singing Crazy by Niles Barkley for you today. It's a little different than the original, but I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Who do you 
Who do you, who do you, who do you think you are? Oh, bless your soul You really think you're in control I think you're crazy Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. This was Crazy by Niles Barkley, and we hope you enjoyed it and the rest of the show as well. From all of us here, have a happy, happy weekend brunch. The weekend is when you take a break from a hectic week, whether it's work from home or work from work. It's also a day to develop perspective on things by not just consuming news, but also analyzing it by listening to different points of views and figuring out what you feel about it. We hope we've been able to do just that with today's HD Brunch podcast. Feel free to give us feedback and suggestions on HD Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or DM us directly at HD Brunch on Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se i will see you back here next weekend with another dose of entertainment that keeps things real till then happy brunching guys this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast